It is the defense of the people against the repression, aggression of the military. It's a revolution rather than a war. I'm really excited to bring you the upcoming interview with a very special guest. You'll hear him discussing all the great and courageous work that he's currently engaged in. And if you feel inspired to help him continue these efforts, please consider making a donation earmarked for his projects. Or feel free to give a general donation that will support the wider movement in Myanmar. Our ongoing support is so helpful and appreciated by the Burmese people during these dark days. Simply go to insightmyanmar.org donation to contribute today. Or stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear more options. Now, let's hear from that guest himself. Life has been hard for people of Myanmar, you know. pleased to be joined here by Hassan. Hassan, welcome to Insight Myanmar podcast, and thank you for taking the time to share your story. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, so let's get in first a little bit of background about yourself as far as you're comfortable in sharing. Can you talk a bit about your own background, your family background, your education or biography or whatever you're comfortable in sharing here so we can learn a little bit about you before we start to learn about everything you've been doing this year? Yes. Uh, from myself, uh, I am one of the minority ethnic groups. It's called Kaman. Yes. So we raise, uh, just like any other minority peoples, we are very carefully about uh, government before the coup and even before the democracy. I was born in military time. So I we suffered a lot. So we start happy when democratic time is coming. I just came back from Middle East. Uh, after I arrived, uh, it was uh, after five years of democracy. So I thought that will be beginning of the democracy, everything will getting well. So I came back here to start business. Uh, even 
uh, it's now before 15 years. Uh, I just came back. Uh, so when I arrived there, I started uh, travel, uh, travels and tours business. And we have a car rental business. And I have also even religious uh, travels. So we, uh, we are from rich family. Uh, my father has well relationship even with uh, with military before and after. So I'm, you know, it's, I'm not that okay with even with my family. Yes, and because they like, uh, you know, my family are happy with military. They can do business very well, you know. So, uh, but it's it's not none of my business. But for me. Uh, I was, I was even in democratic time, I'm not interested in politics anymore, even in democratic time. I am just doing my business, taking care of my family, just doing monthly, weekly, I have, uh, I'm helping people and outside Yangon and inside Yangon, just like orphanages. Yes. Uh, after the coup, so, you know, we, uh, I'm, you know, we have a lot of things. Uh, we plan a lot of businesses. For me, it's totally broken, you know. So, uh, I cannot even say in words. It's uh, just like we, are, we woke up from dream just like this. Everything is gone. So I just, uh, I had, I had, uh, my cause was I'm renting to the foreigners, especially my, so my friends are all, they are all are going back, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a month. Yes. When they go back, you know, uh, I'm suffering, uh, so even after the cope, I can't do anything just like two weeks. I don't know what should I do about this because I didn't imagine that will be happen to us, especially. So, uh, travel and tour business is already gone in COVID time. So I start I start planning uh, in you know just like uh, boat it's boat parties. It's events, yes, uh, we are renting, arranging parties. You know, in the beginning of the January, my business very getting well. Even in COVID times, I didn't suffer, just like any other business, but my rental business is going very well, really. So, uh, after the uh, COVID, so I just feeling if we don't fight this time, I believe this. Uh, I extremely believe it till now. Uh, if we didn't fight, we have no chance. You know, for me, it's totally fine with military government. For sure, for sure. I can I cannot mention your name, but I know the the uh, military guys. I know very well. There are some other people. Uh, those guys, I was uh, doing good business with them before their democracy time. 
so but you know especially i cannot uh, i don't want to walk with the corporate with them you know uh, if i want only money uh, money is not future uh, in my belief i believe this is for my next generation i want to leave them you know not only money they need education you know military times uh, how how minority uh, i am a muslim how minority people suffering in their hands you know when i travel i i was a student but they don't let me bring student passport and my uh, when we travel for studying we have to lie them uh, we are going to be walk this is why we have to pay tax you know uh, student don't need to pay tax but we have to pay we are we didn't go we are muslims we are minority peoples we have no they, they don't allow us to uh, hold the student uh, passport at that time so i don't want my next generation to suffer this again you know this story will repeat i'm sure however they promise people to uh, after one and a half year or one year you know this you know this dna is will come again they will never stop you know they will uh, if you have money but even if you have money you cannot you know you cannot uh, be happy like other people you know I, i cannot explain this in words but i suffered i don't want to suffer in my next generation this is why i am start fighting i am start helping people in protesting times uh, just like much uh, i was supporting after april after april we we were providing you know i was even i had a list of money i i spent for this revolution but later of may i cannot you know say there is a lot of things i have to do uh, so i can't you know even at least uh, from i have support i got i got support from some of my friends it's not some it's the the only lady you know uh, i got some support from her uh i sold three of my cars my own cars i started with my own money and still still supporting uh, to this revolution or for this you know i, I never even i don't let i support some pdf uh, i support some you know uh, cdms a lot of cdms i can say i can say 1500 cdms uh were getting foods through me uh but now you know everybody is running it's only left uh, 150 like this So I want to go back to your description of your 
ethnic minority, you describe yourself as Kemen. I believe that's ethnic Muslim in Myanmar. Can you describe a bit about the Kemen ethnicity? Their place is uh, located in uh, my 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 parents uh, from Chao Phu. Chao Phu, Yambie Islands. Yambie Islands, it's their place. Uh, those common people uh, stay uh, in Tandoe, Chao Phu. <coughs> they uh, look like <coughs> they are white uh, common people. They are white, tall, and most of them are Muslims. And they are mixed. Sometimes they are mixed. Uh, for example, my grandma was Buddhist. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, Buddhist command. Mm-hmm. But she she married to she convert, and she married my grandfather. Uh, just like this, common peoples are mixed blood. Uh, yeah, with uh, some kind, some Rohingya, something like this. But their origin is uh, from Arab. Mm-hmm. Do you know how far back in Myanmar history they go? The uh, Raham, uh, Irham. Uh, it's a uh, if you know some Arabic words, uh, there are some boats from Ar- Arabian, uh, Arabian merchant. Uh, when they when they lost way and they they got that islands, uh, Rahambre, Rahambre. Uh, it's from uh, they are they are requesting a Masias. Masias is Irham. Irham, uh, Irham from Irham, uh, it becomes to Ramye, something like like this. And one of the things that I remember reading is when the crisis came with the Rohingya, that the prejudice and the um, uh, the. The, the the just the overall crisis and problem concerning the Rohingya that eventually this started to affect the Kaman Muslim people that were in Myanmar, even though the Kaman and the Rohingya, as far as my understanding goes, are completely different ethnic people and have very little in common. Yeah, yeah it's, it's correct. But I have no words. You know, I know a lot of things about Rohingyas too. Because, you know, uh, in Muslims... Uh, Muslims uh, in Arkan states, they are suffering the same level. Uh, you know, we we uh, we born in Yangon. This is why we we don't we didn't suffer. But in Arkan state, uh, Rohingya and other Muslims, you know, they are uh, they, they are giving pressure on them. You know, those right. Muslims. Uh, yeah, they. You know, they, they don't know even, you know, they don't know Kaman or Rohingya, no. If they, if when they saw Muslims, uh, they are uh, trading like this, you know, the same level. There is no difference. Right, exactly. And that's what I read and that the argument that was made about the Rohingya was then transposed and imposed on the Kaman Muslims, even though their ethnic background and history and origins were completely different. And it was only the religion that was shared. Yes, yes, yeah. It, it, it's only uh, about uh, religions, not even uh, not even ethnic groups. You speak about having grown up in Myanmar during a military dictatorship. You left the country before the reform started. You were living in the Middle East, and then you came back. 
and lived here dur- during the period of reforms in the 2010s. So can you share a bit about what your experience was like as an ethnic minority, as a, and a religious minority, as a Kaman Muslim? What was it like growing up in a military dictatorship? And then when the reforms started to happen and a freer, but not completely free, but a freer society started to develop, how did that experience change for you, if at all, with given your background as a minority? Yes, uh, you know, even if you if you have money, if you if you have money, you can build a good relationships between you and military. We were happy, not that not like this. You know, uh, if you have money, if you are a good family, if you have money, you have uh, you can build very easily uh, to build a good relationship with military. At that time, so you, you will be like, uh, you know, they will allow you everything you want. But even this, all it's going with money. You know, military guys, they, they only want money. If you have money, you, will, you can do everything. You can, you can cross the airport, you can do inside the airport, everything you can bring, you can, but, but if you are uh, a good heart, kind heart person, knowledge person, you will not be happy with them anymore. You know, <laughs> so you know, because you you are taking other rights, other person rights with your money. At that time you can happy. You know, now now for example in, in Myanmar now, if you have money, you have good relationships, people are suffering, dying on the roads because of lack of oxygen. You know that. But if you have money, if you have good relationship with the military, they will trade you in a good place. You can get oxygen. You know, there are a lot of oxygen in their hands. But how a person, you know, good normal person, how can be happy? How can stay easily? You know, people are suffering something like this situation. So I'm not, I cannot be happy. This is why I'm a fighting. Not I, I cannot get an opportunity in military time. No, not at all. I can get a very good opportunity. I know the person who know their me online very well. But I cannot, you know, I will not stay. I will fight to the end and I will, I will leave the country. I cannot stay like these situations. I cannot, you know, I cannot see myself. In my next generation, and my son, my kids, I cannot see. You know, it's very terrible, very terrible. You know, uh, for example, whenever I came back to my country, every year I came back to for in summer, in from the university. At that times, we have to visit to the Thailand. It's, it's very, you know, it's example for me. I have to pay tax one hundred dollar. Uh, $200 yearly mm-hmm. just a tax mm-hmm. that means <coughs> we are walk. we were walking outside you know they are just earning money from the minority they want money they, they, they didn't see it. even in things uh, even in democratic time they, the embassy they took our votes themselves we didn't know because they are seeing, you know, uh, minority peoples 
just like money just like pocket you know uh, when you visit you, you, every year when we visit to the immigration we on our hands uh, $10 or some perfume something like we have to give them if we didn't give them you know they didn't they don't they don't let you go you know they will make problem with you so during this democratic transition period of the 2010s we've heard that for many especially for Bumar Buddhists and certainly for others as well this was a time of improved opportunities and certain kinds of freedoms speaking as an ethnic and religious minority and in in within your community of others perhaps uh, unlike you who didn't have the same connections or privileges or uh, or or money or finances available was there an improvement in the 2010s for people in your community? Uh, if so, how did that, com- how did that uh, uh, benefit uh, manifest? Uh, it's totally different. It's totally different, really. You know, after the democratic time, even in things in government, they, they you know, uh, we, we can speak. We can talk, yeah. Even if we are minority, you know, we are not that afraid like mm. military time, uh, mm. especially at the airport. It's, it's so, you know, uh, democratic government, if I say honestly, you know, they are not that perfect, but they are 10 times better than the military and things in government, really. Mm. This, those, those five years were not that great, but... It's acceptable as a human being, you know, they cannot change everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I support democratic. Totally, I support. But not only for NLD. You know, I am not sure, it's, sure. Uh, that political person, but I support democratic. Totally, I, I support them. This is why after the COP, I start uh, doing what I, what I did. Yes. Mm, I think... One of the things that you said that some listeners might find surprising is that there are people such as your family background who are Muslim, but with their background of connections and of finances, they are, they're able to have very close relationships with the military and with top military leaders. And I think in the news that we hear about some of the anti-Muslim rhetoric that comes from the military, for sure, from some of the more extremist Buddhist monks, uh, this idea about the that comes from both the 969 movement, Mabatha, as well as from in the Tamada, that they need to protect the country, uh, protect Buddhism um, in there from a, from a Muslim invasion. And so I think hearing all of this in the news and hearing this rhetoric and this fear tactic, I think that many would find it surprising that those Burmese Muslims, even with money, would have a close relationship with senior military leaders, that, that that relationship would be possible on either side, on the side of the Muslims who have some money, given how extreme the anti-Muslim rhetoric is, and from the military side as well, given this fear they're always espousing about how they need to protect Buddhism. So can you say a little bit more about this, how this relationship is possible in spite of the last 10 years being such an increased time of the anti-Muslim rhetoric and actions that have been taking place? Uh, military, they have no religion. Trust me. They have only money and power. 
extreme ex, ex, uh, ex, a reason a reason you know when they want to make a problem they put that fire it's like you know it's like a, a fire when they want to uh, a place to make a problem they send those people they make problem but you know they are totally fine they are totally okay even even uh, before 10 years ago and now they are very okay with who has money hmm. yeah in in military times money is everything money is money is the many money is the everything yes yes if I, i can say money is everything if you have money you know they don't know you are muslims or my minority or they are okay they they, they will tell you before i remember uh, at once uh, when they make a problem they call to my father they uh, they told me uh, mr uh, mr son uh, there is uh, there will be some uh, problem you have to leave just 20 days uh, outside the country uh, after that they start firing and making problems in the city yeah just like they, you know even they are protecting their partners mm. yeah but the problems in every government even in democratic time normal people are suffering sure yeah even democratic time military time after the coup now till till now in myanmar normal people you know uh they they, are, they have to suffer everything but i'm just wonder now on the ground normal people they are fighting not the premium class people yeah. but when we got the democracy the premium class people they are getting benefit not normal people mm-hmm. yeah yeah now you know i know some delivery guys i was supporting to them you know they are food delivery guys they have no money they want to join the pdf they are they were uh, they were asking me to support them i just uh, i was support but i asked them you know uh, some some cdm <coughs> man his wife is pregnant you know it's such uh, emotional this a little bit uh, his wife is uh, pregnant but he cdm from railways he leave his wife his pregnant wife and join the pdf <coughs> i asked him why why you you leave your wife pregnant wife uh, why you leave? he answer me uh, if i lost my wife and son this is only for my family loss you know they believe this is why i'm a blaming a new g from here they believe even they have to you know they are ready to to lose their family you know after my family loss he believe he answer me uh, if if my personal loss is nothing to national loss but you know those railway workers they have just a dream nothing is actual reality there is no reality they fight for nothing even there is no support 
from NUG or, you know, there are a lot of CDMs. They are suffering. Mm. You know, there is a, out of the, uh, we didn't arrive yet, but uh, I'm telling this now. <coughs> Even health workers, you know, today I crossed from their housing. Their housing was perfect. They have, you know, <coughs> government housing is a flat. Now they are hiding inside the, uh, inside the forest. Nothing. No one can stay there. There is no electricity. I was visiting time uh, them, you know, in a in, in a day, uh, half day will take uh, five hours to get to them. They are hiding at the place, you know. They can stay in the middle of the city in a good place. But I don't know why the, you know, if I know this reality, uh, I'm not that happy with NUG or, or this government also. You know, they... They are ignoring them, terribly ignoring them. Ignoring them. I, I will take my responsibility, my words. This is not, you know, you, if you can't take your responsibility, you don't give people fake promises. Mm -hmm. You know, because of their position, they destroy those family, some people are pregnant, some, you know, some uh, need, some, uh, some people need oxygen every day. You know, they are happy to, uh, to sacrifice for uh, the, th those people. But I'm not sure when they win, they will, uh, they will tell about them or not. Right. Right. So you're, painting this picture of all of the little struggles that are going on to make the massive struggles of the entire country. You're painting a picture on the ground of those people that you're supporting of the reality of their lives, of their courage and their sacrifices and what they're facing. And uh, also talking about some of the big picture elements of NUG and the military and the different communities and such. So looking at that all together, I'll ask you a somewhat impossible question, but I'm sure it's one you've thought about quite a bit. What will it take for the people to win at this point? We need international support. Really. We need weapons. We need army at that time. With NUG, we, you know, I, you know, uh, I will tell honestly, and that, you know, uh, that will be practically, NUG never win themselves. Mm -hmm. Never, never, they, they never win. If we are going with them, it's just a fake. But if we want to win, we need international support. You know, I, I visited the EU's. I visited, I visited to them. You know, I cannot mention, I visited two places inside the army, inside the uh, PDFs with the, with the leaders. I was with them. Mm. But they cannot, they cannot fight back with Maoline. They, you know, they won, they won, you know. They have uh, energy, they have everything. They have... Uh, young armies but if I say truly 
if i say honestly with they cannot because you know they cannot uh, it, it's happen in yangon but i don't want happen again in yangon we were fighting in lightaya at that times at that day i was with them mm, the war, like yeah yeah i was in lightaya i was with the leaders mm. and what was that experience like that was a very intense couple days there yeah at that day i remember at 9:30 I was with them with the leaders. Uh, <coughs> they have security team. They bring us to their place. Uh, I think it's about four motorbikes. Uh, bring us to their place. We were giving some charity, some foods to them. We were discussing with them to support them at that time. But uh, we were discussing about an hour, and the and they call. They got a phone call. uh there are a lot of military trucks are coming on the bridge they were worried about us so uh i just came back at that day if i late 10 minutes i was with them i cannot cross the after two days till after one weeks mm-hmm. but because you know i saw i saw the i saw the trucks are going other side of the roads i was on the opposite side yeah they start blocking i saw when i left the bridge they start block the bridge and then i saw on the news uh, after an hour there are there they 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 killed a lot of people they shooting uh, a lot of people on sites at that areas later on i remember uh, they from the leaders uh, five uh, killed were killed by gun and they also they run to the another place uh they join the pdf yes mm, so you're painting a picture that according to your experience on this terrible day and lengthaya and looking at the different options of the eaos and the pdfs and such if you were imagining some kind of armed conflict in some form between the people and the military you don't believe there's any chance of success without international support is that correct it's correct you know you uh do it's it's not necessary to tarot do you know tarot <laughs> yes tarot cards yeah it's not necessary to see the tarots yeah we can't fight back them because we uh you know i can say you are a democratic too you know be practical uh, it's very far you know if we are waiting to win ourselves you know it will take uh, at least uh, if possibility is coming uh, it will take one year but even one year it's not possible you know fight if you go to the shan state it you you will see a lot of people are staying like normal you know we are fighting here only in kye and kachi even some uh, in shan state they don't believe this is uh, this it's all about Bur- burmese people you know yeah because one they are dying we was telling them last year we were telling uh, before two years we were we were telling about the rohingya we were ignoring the whole country against the rohingya mm-hmm. against the truth right right yeah now we are suffering like the well, you know the it's it's called karma 
in in, in Buddhism. You know what we did? We we are suffering what we did before. So you see a lack of unity right now. Yes, yes. It's, you know, energy is just calling. But uh, uh, KI and uh, KNU only, they are fighting with them. But some PDF, you know, we, we cannot consider. Consider just a small, small group. You know, even I, I can say, if we win, there's another problem too. You know, a lot of people are want possession too. In the yeah, amongst the PDF, they will suffer too. You know, this is why international help is is the solution. It's a very good solution because you know, even NUG is racist themselves. They are racist. In what way do you find? Yeah, you 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 know, if you if you want, if you see. In their, in their, in their groups, in their government, they cannot put one Rohingya guy or one uh, minority man, mm-hmm. and one one per just only one percent. Give me a, an example. They cannot. They cannot because you know in uh, Buddhist peoples also they have they believe themselves they are uh, they are uh, superior than the other ethnic groups. They have also their they have their own problems. This is why this is why I I believe if 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 we have to win, we need international support because they they will follow the international rules. Um. So when you talk about needing international support, uh, what does that look like for you? It's international support coming from what sectors and support in what way? Way. Uh, we need only. In army, RTP. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I remember uh, when I last times in Insei, uh, there is a, in railway station. I was visited uh, at that times in protesting time. I was uh, supporting CDMs uh, at Insei. They uh, because you know people believe you know it's uh, it, it's not a dreaming. Uh, it's uh, it's reality. Uh, we th- that we can solve this problem, but I'm not sure. I'm sure also they will not. They are not coming. That that was going to be my next question for you. Where do you think we're at in terms of actually getting support from international actors? I understand you saying that you feel this is the most critical thing and urgent thing in order for the people to be assured victory, but do you have any knowledge of how those talks or the possibilities are going of actually getting the support that you feel you need? Yeah, I, I told you, they are not coming. So what to do? Yeah, they are not coming. So this is why, you know, uh, there is no idea, actually. Uh, there is a proper way, uh, you know, we are just like, uh, just like uh, sailing. You know, we have no, so we don't know where we go, where we should go. We just start sailing uh, with fake promises at the beginning. You know, everybody think, oh, there will be calm, there will be calm, there will, nobody is coming. 
uh, I saw, I found uh, that risk in railway workers and CDMs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are suffering now. You know, uh, it's not a one month, two months problem. You know, they they have to uh, rent their house. Even inside the jungle, they need they they need to rent a house. Yeah, I know some peoples they are going. You know, some kids they they had broken uh, their uh, their uh, their hands. You know, they they have to come monthly. They have to pay at least thirty thousand yamacha for car rent. Uh, for taxi, you know that is a really big amount to, for them. Uh, in the situation like this, sure, yeah. Sure. So, so when we will victory, we will win. When they don't know, but you know they started without thinking. This is what they thought. Right. Uh, uh, Anuji, they will support. They are listing. Uh, the, the, there is CDM CDM support listing. Our name just they are giving list. But I asked them, you know, I was long time supporter to, to to them. I make some interview with them also. Even uh, even I asked when I got a chance to energy. Uh, I asked uh, with one of my friends uh, with her way a to Sasa. Why you 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 know they they took uh, money a. Uh, this those CDMs money, they were collecting, funding, fundraising, for the railway workers and CDMs. Now I don't know where is going. You know, you, you, they have no right to take what they want because they they named with CDM support. So if there was something you could do to influence policy or direction in the NUG for them to be more effective, what would you like to see them be doing that they're not now? Yeah, I hear it. Uh, they, they, they bought some weapons with the CDM's money. It's, it, it's not totally perfect. You know, I don't believe they, they have no right to do this. You know, they even uh, people give them for the CDM support. They have to use this money for CDM support as they promises uh, to the CDMs to give the salary. You know, now CDMs are suffering for foods, not a salary. They have no money for foods. Even now, they are suffering from COVID. You know, they they have no money. They have nothing to buy. Okay, if you even if you want to give them food, they are afraid to accept from you. They don't they don't realize you know you are the informer or not. Even I am worried. I'm I don't know if I don't know someone, I cannot take even money because some some informers are coming from fundraising. Really, really. And then when those informers are collecting money and trying to give those donations to people in need, if recipients collect those donations, are they then in trouble? Of course. They are, you know, they That's are, terrible. They, they are punishing, punishing to the, to like people uh, like us and CDMs when they got anything. This is why CDMs are afraid to accept from any, any person. 
Yeah, that's terrible. So that because there's military informers and sympathizers that are giving fake donations to people on CDM and then arresting them and worse, that is depriving CDMers of collecting actual donations because they have to be always afraid and on edge that they can collect that. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, one of my friend, one of my friend, his wife, his wife were collecting, helping, just uh, just small things to CDM. CDMs in our uh, quarters, yes. But she she was pregnant. But the informers told about her to the military. She was a PDF. She was fundraising for weapons, something like this. You know, informers are so terrible in Yangon or in Myanmar. In now these situations, you know, uh, I can say 90% of people were jailed uh, because of the informers. Hmm. So what is being done about that? No, they, they, you know, they are talking about you. Nothing, you know, they, they, they want more closer to the military. This is why they are talking about the uh, supporters uh, wrong, very wrong things, you know. Uh, like, like you know, she she jailed for three years. That lady, she was just helping foods to CDMs, nothing else. But when the when the the informants uh, inform about her, she was PDF leader. She was uh, uh, fundraising and uh, buying weapons. Something like this, big, big, you know, it's uh, even they can charge her uh, debt. Right. So then what is being done to protect from informers? What is the response from the people given this damage? Uh, uh, at this, uh, you know, you, are, you, you have to hide. If you are not famous, you can do a lot of things in Myanmar. But if you get him famous, run. Yeah, if you, you know, everything secretly you have to do, you know, even the pro all, most of the problems are coming from fundraising. I see. Yeah. If the informer found out about you, you know, they are, they, you know, you have only 10 million chat, but they will inform about you 100 million chats. So the military coming to you to get a money from you. Mm, so so has there been any effort to try to stop these informers? Uh, it's, uh, uh, there is two ways. Uh, PDF start killing them, uh, as you know, and keep secretly. Everything you, you are doing in Myanmar, just keep secretly. If you are not famous, you can do a lot of things. But uh, I have one option uh, that was um, doing. I am moving around Yangon. It's good. It's a good way. You you have to stay in a place that nobody knew about you. You have to choose a good places. Yes, uh, there is no neighbor. Uh, neighborhood is a problem also. Hmm. So you mentioned that one way to stay safe is not to be famous, to do a lot of great work without being known. So how, you, you're obviously doing a lot of great work. You're supporting a lot of people on CDM and people that have needs of medicine, COVID, etc. Do you feel that you have run the risk of becoming famous? How exposed do you feel you are? I'm walking alone. 
Mm. Yeah, always. I am using some peoples. I am choosing. I am just letting them know a part of my project. I never say anyone uh, the whole project, even my family. Mm. You know, it's not necessary to mention. You know, so I I did what I did. I can say after my victory, not now. I believe that. So I can do a lot of things uh, alone. Yes, this is my. Uh, I think this is why I'm hiding, and I'm doing a lot of things. Even I was doing. I was going uh, to those area, and it's a red area. You know, people are shooting on site. Uh, at that times, I'm just moving. Uh, uh, alone with my, my motorbike. Yes, I'm. I was choosing the forest. Yes, uh, I was going alone. So you feel relatively unknown, uh, not gathering attention to be able to keep doing the activities that you're involved in. Yeah. Right. And we should mention that for listeners that want to support your work, that we do have a nonprofit, Better Burma, where any donations can go with your cause earmarked and we can get whatever donations we receive directly to you. And we have given donations before through our nonprofit to support your work. So definitely want to encourage listeners that are able to give you more funds to work with to support people on CDM, food and medicine and all the other great work that you're doing. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, we are suffering now these days uh, medicines and foods. If you can support, you know, just like uh, in Shan State, there are a lot of flooding. Uh, I think you can get food. I will send you photos too. There are some people who are suffering. And also because of the flooding, you know, they cannot go to the villages to buy some foods. Yes. Uh, also in Yangon, uh, a lot of, we are, we are, I, I will plan, you know, I, I was a little bit sick and ne from the next week, I will try my best to support, uh, to buy the uh, positive patients, uh, to buy some foods for them and some medicine because, you know, it's not that easy to buy a medicine uh, these days, yes. Mm. Right. You you mentioned that you were just getting over your own sickness. I believe that you're recovering from the coronavirus. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And so you're improving now? Yeah. Yeah. How bad was your uh, your condition and, and uh, being infected? And I, I, I should mention, too, I'm so sorry to hear that you've had to go through this sickness with everything else you're doing and had to go through recovery. We've had to delay our interview to give you more time to be able to rest up and to heal. And even during this interview, I know that you're still struggling with coughing. So how, how is your condition now and how have you been the past week? It was so terrible. You know, I am I, I have money. I have uh, volunteers supporting me. Even this, at that times in my bed, uh, I just start thinking, how will it be possible to survive to those normal people? You know, not uh, I cannot imagine. There are some peoples are dying. You know, couples couples are dying further, and 
son are dying inside the home nobody know about them some people's they you know they are dying in the beside of them there are some eggs you know they are surviving they are try they were trying i'm sure you know we you know we we got we got we luckily uh, we have people supporting me you know giving me medicines i have uh, some doctors i know them they were volunteering me yeah they, they they were calling me every day they are giving me they are giving me good uh, medicines uh, they i have volunteer uh, they are buying for me foods and they are bringing the, to, to to the to my bedroom so this is why i i survive you know it, but it's not that really easy from to survive from covid at that time i decided i decided to help those covid patients you know they need our help this is why i will i will start buying i have uh, also meeting our plan i'm planning just i i'm taking because uh doc some doctors uh, my volunteer doctors and uh, they told me to stay relaxed uh one week more but i will plan from my home from today <coughs> from tomorrow sorry uh, i will start buying some medicines uh, i was uh, because uh, you know a lot of difficulties are coming in yangon uh, even you know some paracetamols we cannot buy yeah these days so i'm i luckily i bought a lot of medicine before a little bit earlier yeah uh when i was in bed i bought a lot of medicines too so these medicines uh, i i will try my best with my teams some doctors they were they, they were supporting me also i was support uh, some vegetables fruits some fresh fruits yeah they need some uh, instead of vitamin c i will i will buying for them some fruits that is the uh, same level of uh, vitamin c yeah i i will try you know so people are worrying about me- uh, oxygens i will try some options you know so i cannot say uh, now but uh, you know when i walk i uh, we got solutions for every problems so i believe that we can support them i, re- I really believe that So at this time you're still recovering from the coronavirus and I think this also highlights to listeners just how urgent this whole topic is and this crisis that it's now after midnight in your time and you're still recovering yourself and yet you're making time to have this interview to get your voice out there to share the story of what's happening so that more around the world can understand and support and looking at the wider covid crisis raging right now in Myanmar and in Yangon and the cities what can you tell us about how bad it is there now and how much worse it's looking to get yeah my grandfather passed away uh, last week oh, i'm sorry yeah last week mm-hmm. so my father called me there are 2000 dead bodies the same day so Oh, peoples are uh, not trust military a play covid center so this is this is the problem you know when the peoples are not trust to the government and they are trying to cure themselves in the inside their home without uh, any instructions without any <clears throat> just uh, trying to take some uh, paracetamols they are trying their best you know it's it's really worse it's really worse you know 
you have to face COVID, would, would you experience doctor? Even not, uh, I don't think even nurses can do that. So I believe when I start, I will start with tele, uh, telemedicine. I will start with mobile medicine. Yeah. Mobile medicines, I mean, I put the doctors inside the one vehicle with the medicine. They will visit the patients. Mm. But I have to stay uh, with that. I have to stay inside the homes one week more. <clears throat> right, right. I want to get back to something that you were saying a bit earlier about the activities that you're supporting. On the one hand, you've spoken about supporting CDMers. You mentioned the number of 1,500 people on CDM that you've personally been supporting. You're kind of traveling all over the city and outside the city yourself to be able to support this movement and these people that are in such dire condition now. And this is really a one of the purest forms of nonviolent resistance to the takeover that we've seen. And on the other hand, you've also spoken about supporting the local PDF groups, wanting international support in terms of arms to be able to better resist. And so these are kind of two opposing ends of the possible response to by the people to the coup and to trying to secure their freedom back. I don't mean to suggest that they're opposite because they can be complementary in some way. But I wanted to get your thoughts on the best approach in uh, from the people at this time in securing their freedom. In the first couple of months, we saw protests that were really nonviolent from top to bottom when the military started using live ammunition and killing people just in the head in broad daylight. That alerted everyone to the fact that these massive protests could no longer happen and they were no longer safe. And we had the rise of PDF and the UG networks and things of that nature. So as you're looking at the current moment and you're looking at the nonviolent response and the violent response, where do you see these fitting together? What do you see as necessary at this time for people to properly resist and to ultimately be successful? The only way is uh, we have to fight. And what do you mean by fight? That could mean a lot of things. We want to, uh, we are just like uh, KIA, catching people. If uh, AA is coming from, you know, they don't, they cannot. Military, they, you know, they have a lot of uh, experience with the war and with killing people. And we, you know, we, we people, we don't know how to kill an, an animal. So, so we are just like, you know, primary uh, students and in, in the level, uh, in the war situations. So, but uh, if we, if we are optimistic, we have uh, to be together and uh, CDMers and, uh, has to fight in CDMs. Uh, it, it, it's really mean uh, to tell to the government. They are not, they cannot uh, to be normal because of the CDM, but the sadly CDMs are uh, some are, I can say 70%, 60% they are coming back because of the situations and the we, we, we have to, uh, we, we can rely on PDF movements just like uh, attacking 
on uh, on them on the uh, uh, station on the police stations you know even they are suffering you know for, because of the pdf but but uh, in yangon is not that effect then mandli mandli is more better yangon uh, before this covid yangon were moving improving well but uh, with the covid uh, we didn't hear some bomb plus or some attacking these days maybe because of the people are busy with the covid but if we fight together if we uh, if i say fighting attacking uh, attacking on the military what we have with everything we have you know we have to fight from we have to fight from even from uh, business you know we go uh, from me for me i never i never rent uh, to the military any vehicle they come to me to rent some vehicles just like a double cup so i refuse them you know uh, just like this we can support uh, like and like a business uh, and at the end we cannot fight without weapons this is the this is the best solutions to fight them at least with the same level of weapons mm. so you don't think there's really any possibility of the people achieving a victory through nonviolent means at this point it sounds like you feel that an armed conflict with weapons with violence is the only chance that the people have to to win is that correct yes yes because you know our enemies are not human beings they have no religions they have no mercy even they have no heart they have no family even trust me yes even if we win you know we don't we cannot use this army uh, to protect us some day they will bite us like their grandfather mm, right how may i ask how did you come to that conclusion because in the early days of the protest especially in february and march there were strong feelings by many of trying a nonviolent approach having many in the streets encouraging defections having conversations with police and many were hoping and trying for a nonviolent solution so for you personally did you hold that hope in february and march or were you not under that illusion ever from the very start did you believe that violence would ultimately be necessary or if you did support non the nonviolent approach at first what eventually changed you and shifted your thoughts on that i never believe we will win without uh without nonviolence i never I believe yes i never believe because i know them i know this uh, military you know they have no mercy they were just waiting in february they are learning about how to attack people not they are they, they are worrying to kill us no they are planning you know at that time they plan very well they can separate peoples in a few weeks they are they were planning you know even so i know some you know i i know some police they inform me to stay away from the people you know they are waiting order they are just learning they are not afraiding people any you know they those military guys they never afraid they never afraid you know when when they afraid when they lose 
they will come uh, crying they are begging you uh, on your in your feet and they are crying you and then they will try to kill you from the back mm. So from February 1st on your side, you felt from the very beginning the only way that this coup is going to be stopped is through a force of violence on the side of the people. Yes, I was hoping uh, to be also. Mm, that's, yeah, that's right. Um, so the counter response to that that we've heard is that there's a concern that if the people start showing more violence and there's more uh, widespread attacks across the country that a kind of terror state will develop, that you'll have all kinds of violence that will be enacted by non-state actors that are not under the jurisdiction of anyone or anything, and that eventually the entire country will just burn and end up being something like Assyria. That's been the counter-criticism uh, from outside of the country and encouraging people to um, stick to a more non-violent attitude and and thereby gain wider international support. And that once there is uh, greater violence among the people, that's also going to start to erode some of the international support in seeing that violence is coming from both sides. So I'm sure you've heard this criticism before. What are your thoughts on this? It's really a good question, brother. Uh, about Syria, if we compare our situations with the Syria it's, we have trusted government. You know, we have trusted government. People trust, you know, if we win, if we win, if democratic, if, uh, if the lady, she wins, she released, if she win, the next day, if she says something, people will listen. It's a really difference There's, uh, with the Syria and other country, Iraq and other country. You know, she, uh, we... It's trust. Everything is going to trust. You know, if you are a kingdom, if you are a democracy, everything is going back to, if you, you know, uh, if uh, we compare with Syria, Syria peoples, uh, they are not trust their government. Iraq also. This is why they are suffering a lot. I know Iraq situations, you know, some of my friends, uh, they lost their home Till today, they didn't get, they are still renting home because of the uh, criticism, uh, uh, this war. But we believe if the international support coming, uh, people will help themselves. You know, people are ready to give their money. If they, you know, uh, really, really, they, they, they have, you know, they are really brave. They are just waiting. But it's been six months and they're still waiting and there's no sign that that's going to change. This is why I I was uh, hoping the R2P. But, you know, so we have to stop this R2P about this. This is just a dreaming, I know. Uh, yes. But there is no possibility. We, we have to find a solution. But, you know, for me, uh, I'm not that perfect in uh, violence. Uh, violence uh, towards violence. Uh, just I'm. I was uh, helping to the PDF, their family. I just, you know, everybody has, you know, doctors. Have, daughter, have, you know, I'm a businessman. I can support uh, uh, from the money side. I can support them transportations. I can taking care of their family. Yeah, this is my ability. Uh, but you know, yeah, I have not that strong to. 
to to take a weapons. I have no, I have, I'm not that smart in that field. This is why if you ask me about the the weapons and something like this, I I can give you a good answer. Sure, and even those in the PDF, it should be mentioned, no one is coming from that background. No one is coming from any kind of background in knowing anything about violence or weapons or tactics or anything else, even those that are choosing to join some kind of defense force or UG network. Everyone is doing that with having to learn an entirely new set of skills that their background life most likely did not prepare them for in any way. I got a phone call from one of the PDF. Uh, I was supporting his family. He, you know, they are relying on energy. This is the big problem for them. Mm, how so? Yeah, they they were relying on, you know, energy is sending them the weapons. Energy bring some international support, something like this. You know, I I, I cannot say them. It's not possible. You know, I, I just say yes, yes, yes. It's a we hope so. But, you know, just like these fake promises, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, break some families from some people's hopes. I'm just worrying it's happened. Uh, I'm just worrying for PDF, just like happened in CDMS. You know, CDMS in February, March, I remember. At that times, NUG is repeating. We will give, we are we we are arranging to give you salary. We are arranging, arranging, arranging. After the after the April or May, they didn't get nothing. Till today, they didn't get nothing. If ha- if it is happened to the PDF, you know, CDMs are not that big problem. If you compare to the PDF, PDF they cannot come back. They have to stay the whole life in the forest. I'm so worried it happens in 88. Some students, they, they, they stuck on the, uh, inside the forest uh, because of the fake promises. I'm really worried about the PDFs. These things hap- will happen because of the NUG. Mm. I want to shift over to the other side. We're talking about the people for quite some time and talk a little about the military. And you've already given some really fascinating insight into what drives the military being, you know, money and power, obviously. And I think that comes as no surprise to many people. But because of your family's proximity to senior military leaders, you might have more insight into their psychology, into why they're doing what they're doing and how they feel about it. So, you know, one of the big questions has been, why was the coup initiated when the military was already in such a good place? And since the coup has been initiated, I think one of the big questions is, what is the feeling inside the military? Have you been able to gain any understanding among ordinary soldiers or perhaps people higher up? How are they feeling right now as we're going into a half a year since the coup was initiated? How are they feeling about uh, what um, what position they're being placed in and their general morale? I have a good answer for you. Uh, because uh, I, I cannot mention the name. Uh, the one who who, trust, uh, who trusted and closer to me online, I asked him, he's my master, I asked him uh, before uh, before two weeks. Yes, yeah. Uh, 
I beginning of this uh, this month, yes. Uh, I asked him, uh, Master, how what should I do about the business? He told me he is he is hiding, he is hiding in a place. He 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 answered me, uh, uh, if we win, yeah, they don't believe. They cannot, you know, they are still in fifty fifty. Yes, uh, they are they are in very big dub to be win. Yes, he answered me. We are not stable yet. After I asked him uh, uh, about the business, so he asked me, "Oh, we are not stable yet. We we didn't win yet." So yeah, he they believe they didn't win yet. Hmm. After the uh, after we win, he 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 answered me like this: "After we win, come and meet me." Now I'm hiding in a place. Just same conversation. He answered me. So, so at that times I was happy. Yeah, they feel you know, just like him, his personality, belief, they are still struggling. Yeah, that means we we can we can win also. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Hmm. Right. And what do you feel about the general morale? What are you hearing about the general feeling among soldiers in as we're going into a six-month protracted conflict where they're still having to, uh, they're still every day involved in having to, um, you know, engage in what can't be a very pleasant operation? This mailline is crazy. You know, even if he knew the truth, he will he will never accept he, trust me he will put the whole army in a dangerous situation he will die also he's crazy really you know so you don't look his face he's really crazy man hmm. so he don't he don't care you know you don't think he will scare no he don't care he will die uh, on the field just like the my my conversation this yeah he he's a crazy i agree with you and then i think the questions come will the soldiers and the generals die alongside him <clears throat> you know the i can say <clears throat> this uh, military tna is like this you know they have no difference me online or or so way if me online die they will believe on so way this is why I told you, the whole army, we have to burn in a place. We never trust. You know, we 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 cannot trust those kind of peoples. This is their DNA. You know, dogs uh, dogs are biting. Why we cannot say why are they biting? No, this is their DNA. Yeah, yeah, the same thing. This military is their DNA is a betraying. You know, hmm. killing peoples. You know, they they saw at at, at once when they come in uh, in this time, huh? In this time, they are they are asking people, "Where is our enemy?" They are looking people's is uh, enemy. They are looking protesters, enemy. They are enemy. They don't know. This is why you know uh, when they come, they are you know they believe those protesters are their enemy. They took their phones. They be they are bidding. They are they taking their Everything belongs to uh, so students. Uh, yeah, they are taking like this. They they feel free. You know, they are taking from the enemies, not the, from people. They believe like this. 
Mm, right. So are you describing more the upper leadership and senior generals, or do you think this is all the way down to the bottom as well? And the reason I'm asking this is this relates to defection. Do you think that there is any possibility that as this madness draws on longer and longer, that there can be a sizable portion of soldiers in the military, even at lower ranks, who just decide to stop following orders and change sides, or at least run away and refuse to engage anymore? Lower ranks people, maybe they will change the other side. But higher ranks people, you know, uh, they, when they feel uh, for example, when they feel any dangerous things in higher ranks peoples, uh, they put the whole family in jail, in a place, in a secret place. They are, they are you know, and they cannot move around. For example, uh, Turashima. Do you know Turashima? Uh, yeah, he's uh, one of the one of the senior of uh, Tenseng. Yes. Uh, this is this Shuima family. The whole family is in, in just like jail. They put, you know, uh, they put in a one land house. The whole family and they are watching them. They cannot move, getting outside because he is the higher ranks uh, military guy also. Yeah, this is why you know. So he is watching. like himself. He's not that safe. He, you know. Uh, for example, he is watching Sowin and some other uh, higher ranks person. If he feels some job, uh, he put them in jail. He did uh, after the coup. I remember there are some big changing, uh, three or four positions they change. Right. So what do you think the chances might be for some defection to take place at some level as this drags on further and further and soldiers and their and their families are getting increasingly unhappy? No, uh, for, for just only my uh, point of view is it's not possible just like happened in Turkey. You know, uh, the difference between Turkey army and Myanmar army is religion. Turkey army, they have religion. They, those military army, they have no religion. So, you you know, we cannot hope good deeds from them. Never. They can kill any times, even monks. Monks, they can kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have no religion. Trust me, they can st- stole the money from Shwetagon. <laughs> what, what do you want from them? They have no religion. So they, you know, religion, uh, they are not, we cannot say even, you know, they can kill their family too. They have no parents. Yeah, they have no family. They have only, they have just obeying to the army. Mm, So you're painting a really depressing picture of a military that does not have any humanity to appeal to, does not have any religious or moral ethics that you feel personally 
uh, defection is not very likely and many of their families are held hostage, that there's not going to be much greater support than what we're seeing from the international community. And so the only thing that's left in your estimation is just a bloody, terrible conflict led by an uprising of the people. It seems like that's the picture that you're painting in front of us. Of course. Of course, even if I, you know, I, if I can, if I'm smart in English, I can give you more good, you know, imagination, good, uh, good point of view uh, about this military. They are more than my words, uh, I told you. Yeah. So this might be somewhat of a silly question, but with this depressing view that we've painted and this belief of yours that only a real armed aggression on the part of the people coming at one time across the country is what's going to bring freedom. With this view in mind, how are you feeling? Where does that leave you emotionally? I'm not accepting. Just I'm trying to uh, solve, trying to cooperate with this, uh, those peoples. You know, so, uh, if I'm not around, so we we will win. But I'm not sure how will we win. But we, uh, I will try my best. I'm always telling these words that make me stronger and stronger. So whenever I got a problems, so I will try my best. So we will win. But uh, uh, still, uh, we have to fight. Uh, I think I cannot uh, tell more more than this, you know. So, <laughs> so do you feel numb? Yes. Yeah, so there's like a lack of feeling. There's like a numbness in terms of perhaps having time to process anything emotional right now. Would would that be correct? Yes. Yes, mm. you know, sometimes you know, we uh, fight uh, these days I'm also, I'm feeling sick. Maybe this is also, I'm feeling some depression too, because a long time I cannot support uh, my, it's beginning of this month. Every beginning of the month I was supporting uh, my CDMS. This month I, I didn't visit to them. That make me a lot of depression. And also that's people are suffering outside the Yangon it's, uh, it's so terrible, you know. Uh, even arrested uh, yesterday, five doctors were arrested. Right. Who? Right. Yeah. Who were curing the COVID persons? So it's really difficult, you know. Like us, uh, moving around the the city cities. Yes. Even they don't. You know, when they see, you know, for example, for me, uh, I have license. Uh, I took license. Uh, for mini mini mart, and uh, this is why I'm bringing. I'm bringing. Sometimes uh, they are they were asking me, um, uh, uh, where are you going? What is these items? Uh, are you going for support CDMs or support PDF like this? They were asking me, uh, but fortunately I had license. I I had license for mini mart. Yeah, uh, it's uh, we if we walk if. Uh, like NGOs, you know, they need uh, problems of the peoples. They are taking a lot of volunteers. 
you know that makes sense you know they want they saw two three peoples uh, young peoples they they are very happy to who catch them so i suggest uh, like us uh, ngos to walk you know very less people uh, just sometimes if you are enough one guy say you have to walk alone it's more better because some teenagers they are happy to post in facebook to be famous you know so because of them a lot of people are suffering uh, just like uh, five doctors case is also like this you know sometimes informers they are getting new from the close people from you hmm. yeah yeah and as you're in the middle of all of this it can be hard to process what you're actually going through because you just have to keep on and keep active and what actually needs to be done i imagine yeah yeah you know when i feel depression i just got a phone call from cdmos it makes me a lot of energy <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they they are always asking me we need you <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that that's that sentence it's really energy to me that's right. really mean right. to me yes yeah that's great and i'm sure just as they give you energy this conversation with you is giving some of our listeners energy in terms of all the work that you were doing and your belief and your passion and that's what we're trying to do on this platform to be able to have these conversations to spread awareness to gain support and understand better what's actually going on how it feels at this moment throughout these six months and as we continue on dealing with this terrible situation and this terror state that's developed. If I say honestly, it's not from me. I'm always telling this uh, to them also. It's just Almighty God, <laughs> not from me. I'm just a reason to help, in, help them, yes. Mm, so do you feel your religious faith has been guiding your work? Of course, it's 100%. Mm. Can you say a bit more about that? Yeah, my because of this I am surviving. I, I believe this because in my religion, uh, you know, if you keep secret, uh, secret charity is uh, more better than the uh, announced peoples and showing peoples. You know, it's uh, in my religion. if you give charity secretly even if your right hands uh, right hand it's giving charity left hands doesn't know this this is uh, this is the best charity mm. yeah i i'm i'm keeping like this this is why maybe i'm surviving i mm. never post on facebook i never tell even my parents <clears throat> they don't know about me even my relatives they don't know about me So much of the work you're doing in supporting these 1500 CDMers is based on your religious faith and belief. No, no, this is uh, this is a uh, this is our freedom. This is our futures. This is not religious things. This is human being from since the coup. I never look a person uh, with their religion. Even even I can guarantee I give non muslims more than more more than muslims mm. because you know a lot of people are suffering are non muslims in front of me i can say 98% is non non muslims you know it's not about it's not about religion 
but keeping secret doing good deeds it's about religion after i i, I died i got uh, I, i would get my good deeds in almighty god this is only things but when i when I, you know it's 99% it's non muslims there is no cdms even i never give i remember i can guarantee myself even in front of my god i never give he is a muslims i never give double i never give even i don't know they i'm not interesting their religion i never ask them their religion i'm asking are you a sidiama which you, which is your date yeah well, which department are you working this is the whole my interesting And so do you feel a sense of unity now among the people that whatever their background happens to be whatever their ethnic and religious identity that there's a sense of unity right now? Yes. First of all, we are we are taking back our freedom. This is why uh we all people, huh? Not only me. We all people believe uh religion is uh, not separating us. in yangon or in yangon especially now they start understanding you know before that times it really was they are, they are looking muslims they are looking christians uh, even they are telling other religion other they are using this term other religion and so they they, they saw themselves burmese is a uh, uh, buddhist uh, superior than the other religion this is why they are saying uh, other religion and buddhist yeah but now it's really great because of this uh, military coup people are got unit unity you know same platform and uh, muslims community and uh, even uh, other community are walking together there is no uh, there is no separations like before even i i can give you uh, example i was trying i was uh, I, I was in a place a uh, hill mountain place uh, there Christianity there are a lot of Buddhism in the, that is in Shan state I'm really happy to share this story about me for about my life that that village is two villages only Christian Christian village uh, <clears throat> Buddhist villages are forcing them to be to convert to Buddhist Buddhism I just arrived to them uh, they were stopping me I was visiting visiting those uh, Buddhist village uh, they were stopping me uh, to do not visit, visit that village so uh, I I believe I really believe at that times okay I, I have to go they told me at that times the road road condition is really bad uh, I it took uh, half of my day to to get their village It's 6000 feet from the uh, village 6000 feet, feet above the level uh, when i arrived to them you know they are they are christian they know they are christian they knew they are christian but they don't know even jesus they don't know the jesus <laughs> I, i asked them how you can say you are christian they have no you know they have no, that village they have uh, they have no clinic they have no school they have no even drinking water they were, they asked me to build a church in their village so i promised even i promised them to come back to them i'm really uh, i i make a video 
from this trip, that trip. You know, they have nothing. Even the whole village, uh, only one girl, she can speak. Yeah. If I am a religious person, I have to call them to Islam, not the Christianity. But, you know, I promise them. I promise them to, they, they ask me, they ask me to build, uh, to, to build a church, uh, to build a school, to build a clinic, to come back to them. Yeah, I made a video. Mm, mm, mm. I, even I explain, I explained them about the God. <laughs> Why did they not know about Jesus? I didn't get that part. The problem is, they, they you know, it's really difficult to arrive them. Even, even those uh, villages around them, they don't know about the about them. They they didn't visit their village. They are very hill station, play hill mountain. Uh, it's really difficult because there is no road even. I am crossing with motorbike uh, inside the forest. Sometimes uh, I can share you the video. <clears throat> yeah, I can share you the video. I have, uh, I, I made a video. I will send it to you, the link, Google Drive link. Maybe you can check uh, the interview also. Yes. So they 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 didn't know about their own religion because no one had been able to reach their village to to teach them about it. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even they have, you know, sometimes they are eating only one meal. They have no rice. You know, they I, I, I donated to them a lot of rice bags at that time. They are really happy. You know, they don't want anything chicken or meats. No. They are happy to give them salt and rice. This, that is their life. They have, you know, uh, how it's, uh, the road is really difficult. You know, so I, from here, I'm calling you guys uh, because you know, they need your help. Those village, they need, you know, they want church. Around these villages, a Buddhist village, you know, they will become, sooner or later, they will become a Buddhist because they tried before. A lot of villagers, even they were stopping me. Nobody is, nobody is interesting about them. I'm really, you know, I cannot explain, you know, this, it's really worse. Mm, so you do mention that since the coup, there's been a greater sense of unity and communication across different ethnic and religious groups. Does that give you any hopeful sign in the future and looking forward if the people are to win that there could be a new Myanmar, a new way of relating that has never existed before? Of course, if we win, Myanmar will be very good country to stay without any racism. Now they are believing, even Buddhist people, they are believing they did wrong. They are now apologizing uh, to the minority people, just like Rohingya. They, you know about this, you know, it's happened, uh, it didn't happen before. In Myanmar, they even, they don't, they didn't accept uh, Rohingya words. Now uh, it's peoples of Myanmar, peoples of Yangon, especially educated peoples, they are believing and they are announcing, they are apologizing to Rohingyas.
Yeah, so this is something incredible. And if the people were to win, we could see a new kind of progressive and democratic society potentially in Myanmar that would be something unlike the world has ever seen in coming out of that. Yes, it's a, that will be a good message, a good version of, a good new version of Myanmar. We will see again. A, a new version of Myanmar, but also if this were to happen, an inspiration for the region and the world that one could come out of a background and historical conditions like this to rebuild some new society that has very rarely occurred in human history. But it remains, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah it's yeah. not, it not uh, uh, just I told you before, even in NUG, there are some races. Right, right. Yeah. Some races, they, they, they don't believe. And they, you know, their problem is very difficult to accept other groups. They have not that brave. Even, you know, they are calling, uh, it's uh, honestly, uh, they are calling to the federalism. But they didn't call any, any group of KNU or KIA. Just they are, they are making federalism with their own people, Burmese people, people. So how could it be possible? Ethnic groups, they don't believe this in, uh, in uh, b before the times. The same problem is happening in energy also. Hmm. Right, of course, and that's important to be stated, to be able to look really clearly at these problems, and in no way do I mean to be naive that this is the kind of utopian, idealistic society that we can lead towards with just a victory. Of course, it's going to be extremely hard every step of the way, merely to say that this is a possibility, as you've said, that with the way that some of these different groups are now communicating and talking to each other in ways that have really never happened before, this gives an opening and a potentiality that we haven't really seen in Myanmar history before. Yes, yes. Hmm. So to close, I want to ask you a question based on your Islam faith and your Muslim upbringing. We've had Buddhists and Christians on the show, and we've spoken to them about the parts of their religious teachings that have been particularly inspiring to them during this time, whether it was something from the scriptures or a religious teacher or a, um, a memory of a story from the Buddha or from Jesus's life. So I want to ask you the same question. In uh, going through these hard times, sometimes religious faith can be something that helps us and guides us in carrying it through. Is there something specific within Islam that is of particular support to you during these dark days? It's, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's not a religious show, but uh, I can say, I can say, I never, I never, uh, even mid middle of the forest, I never lose my prey. Yes. Even uh, I can say, every time, anywhere, you know, good person will do good deeds. However you are, you know, you are Christians or you are Buddhists, but good peoples, you know, uh, every religion, they never teach to kill people. They never teach to do bad things. But religious person is more better than unreligious person. It's uh, it's only my point of view. Huh? Because religious person, 
they are always uh, uh, they, they want uh, in three in Jews, Christians and Muslims they believe the day of judgment so everything we do uh, we have the day of judgment God, uh, Almighty God will reward us right uh, in Buddhism, in Buddhism they believe uh, if we if we did good deeds, we will get in another life. Uh, we will get the neighbor. So uh, every religion, if you follow uh, well, you will be a good person. I'm pretty sure. For for that reason, uh, for me as a Muslims, uh, I got strength. Yes. So uh, sometimes. I, I'm also scared because you know sir, I got uh, I was escaping a lot of times uh, at that times uh, I believe uh, my religious faith uh, make me stronger and stronger and and my religious faith never let me you know leave this good deeds uh, I I'm always I believe uh, I have to this is like a duty because uh, if you are a doctor, if you have ability to your society, uh, ability to support your society, it, your ignorance is, it's a sin. Yeah, in my religious faith, if I, if I can do something for my society, for our freedom, for our future, if I stay ignorantly at this time, I didn't use I, my ability the day of judgment, God will ask me, why you ignore your ability? Why you ignore the people? Why you didn't support people? This is why I never, I never thought about money. I never thought about my ability. This all, this all things, uh, going back to Almighty God, He gave me this opportunity to help people. That make me, uh, stronger and give me more strength. Yes, without religion, uh, I cannot do this. Yeah, without religion, I have no goal. I have no rewards. Uh, yes, I have no even, you know, a good faith make you human being. Yes. That's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And you referenced that you're praying. I, um, so I, uh, even through these times, you have been able to continue doing the five times prayer a day? Yeah, even reciting Quran. Hmm. And has that taken on a new or a different meaning to you to be, to, to be doing these prayers five times a day and reciting the Quran, is that, uh, is that giving you something different than, or having a different meaning to you than it did before the coup? This five times praying is make me new strength, you know, and safety. Give mm. me really, really, I can, I cannot stay, even I cannot survive without praying. I can say that. Hmm. Yes, it's, it's, uh, it's really, just like uh, recharging my soul, yes. Hmm. And did have you always felt that way with prayer, or is that something that you feel now after the coup? Oh no, no, no! It's you know, uh, since my childhood, uh, yeah, I am obedient person to God. 
my question is, has the relationship to it changed? So when you talk about how it recharges your soul and it gives you protection, is that something that you've always felt or is that like a new feeling that's come with a religious meaning since February? Yeah. And this after the cope, uh, it, it, it means to me just like safety. You know, before that times, maybe I was, I was uh, free. So I cannot scare anymore. There is no scary case. But this time, uh, for example, when I'm traveling uh, inside the forest, forest uh, I saw snake, crocodiles. Uh, for example, when I'm traveling, so we, my motorbike got error. I was alone on the way. I don't know, I will die or not because there is no GPS, you know. Uh, there is, uh, my, my guide is not that perfect at the times. So, so we, got, we, we got gunshot also uh, inside the forest. You know, there is a lot of things uh, will happen. But uh, with the prayer, uh, I, I feel safe, yes, yes. Mm. Uh, I, I can say this, uh, this is happened to me after the cope. Uh, praying make me more safer and uh, praying uh, I was also uh, I was praying uh, to Almighty God to do not let me uh, leave people I want to help people till I die this is uh, this is uh, this is my you know my purpose of living in this life it's helping people I am really clear yes in 40 of my age I'm now 30, 33, 40 of my age, I will stop doing business. Yeah. I will try to help people as, a, as much as I can, inshallah. So with your connections and with your past experiences traveling and such, I imagine that if you wanted to, you even at this time, you could probably find some way out of the country and get to some kind of safety that you don't have here. Is that anything that you're considering? No, I won't. Till now, or if I say honestly, uh, I want to fight till the end. Yes, because you know, if I leave the country, uh, if I leave the country, uh, there are at least 200 people. You know, 150 is, uh, it's about 250, you know, with slams. There are uh, some poor age people. There are some orphanages awaiting me. So I can help, you know, it's around 500. I can help people. If I leave the country, it's, it's very easily. If I leave the country, those many are mine. So I can, you know, I can stay relaxed. But, you know, being a human being, there are purpose. When you help people, you will feel this. You know, you cannot stay without uh, helping hands. If you, at once, if you help people, you cannot stay. You will worry. Uh, one day, you know, I am really worried say, to stop my hands to the peoples, you know, but I will try my best. This is, this is why I sold my vehicles, my cars, but I never regret from, uh, for this. So I'm happy, but uh, luckily I got a good family. Uh, my wife supporting me, my kids, they are happy to do charity. This is why I can do more better. Yeah, I'm always, you know, this even this COVID happened to me. I was in last time, beginning of that month, uh, this month, <coughs> I was in orphanage 
I got maybe I got from this orphanage. There are hundred and twenty years <coughs> orphanage. I helped them at the day. I see. Well, I thank you so much for the time that you're taking. I know this is no easy thing with your condition of still healing from the coronavirus. I know this is very late at night for you. And I think this discussion has been extremely informative for our audience. And it's just so heartwarming and wonderful to hear about all the work you're doing in spite of those difficult conditions. And we continue to support you in every way we can from this platform. I know that many listeners feel the same way as they're getting through this. And I just really thank you for the time you've taken to share your story on this platform. Thank you for your time and giving me this opportunity and the listener. If I'm wrong something, please forgive me. I'm not that perfect. As inspiring as it was to hear today's guest, I know from experience that when you're listening from so far away, there can also be a certain kind of helplessness in hearing about the struggle that people like them are now engaged in. Thankfully, we have organized a reliable way for interested listeners to provide valuable assistance to those local communities. All donations will be sent to support the protesters currently resisting the military coup. By taking an active role in helping support the movement, you can ensure that people like today's speaker have even a few more resources to draw on and can manage even another week more in their efforts. If you would like to join in our mission to support those in Myanmar who are resisting the military coup, we welcome your contribution in any form, currency, or transfer method. Every cent goes immediately and directly to funding those local communities who need it most. Donations go to support such causes as the Civil Disobedience Movement, CDM, families of deceased victims, and the purchasing of protective equipment and medical supplies. Or if you prefer, you can earmark your donation to go directly to the guest you just heard on today's show. In order to facilitate this donation work, we have registered a new nonprofit called Better Burma for this express purpose. Any donation you give on our Insight Myanmar website is now directed to this fund. Alternatively, you can visit our new Better Burma website, which is betterburmaoneword.org and donate directly there. In either case, your donation goes to the same cause, and both websites accept credit cards. You can also give via PayPal by going to paypal.me slash betterburma. Additionally, we can take donations through Patreon, Venmo, GoFundMe, and Cash App. Simply search Better Burma on each platform and you'll find our account. You can also visit either website for specific links to those respective accounts or email us at info at betterburma.org. In all cases, that's Better Burma, one word, spelled B-E-T-T-E-R-B-U-R-M-A. If you would like to give in another way, please contact us. Thank you so much for your kind consideration.